Hey, it's Lisa Cordoff. Welcome to the podcast where you can expect inspiring, raw, energizing, and transformative conversations with people on the path of personal evolution. I'm here to really live my life. And if you are too, these conversations are just for you. I'm really glad you're here. Enjoy. I love our chats, Brooke, because you are a talker. Like you'll pick up the phone and actually call someone. Now, (laughs) this day and age, that's actually quite unusual. Um, It's not a voice message that's left. It's a note. I want an actual conversation with you. Yeah. Let's talk. And I really appreciate that in you. And I think most people who know you would appreciate that part of you or else they just flat out ignore you and send you a text back. And so when you were like, hey, you're doing these these catch-ups, Sean, catch-up, I was like, let's do it. You are the perfect person. And I would love to get your perspective on, on where you're at. So welcome to the podcast. We're having our conversation Thank you. The microphone in our face. <laughs> Thank you. And that's funny because, you know, some people do are really shocked when I call them. Um, sometimes they're clients. Sometimes they're assorted others that I've met on the internet. And, you know, and I I like people. So like it, I don't like everybody, of course, but if I like people, I like people. And it's like, well, why wouldn't I want to cement this or consolidate this or you know get to know you but yeah people find it weird for sure I mean the first time we met I'm just laughing the way you talk um the first time we met was at ProBlogger and it was at sort of the end of the night end of a big night and I just found myself talking to this person and you were just giving me, you have a very interesting life story. You see very interesting things have happened in your life. I feel like I just kind of sat there with my jaw open the whole time and just yeah. thought whether whether I wanted this or not, a connection has been made. <laughs> uh, you know what I remember of that? I remember your very large blue eyes, like kind of like, oh, and because I have this really annoying tendency is when I get socially anxious, I think most people get socially anxious and they shut up and they go mute. I do the opposite. I tend to like, I think, oh, shit, this is the really awkward getting to know you thing. I'll just vault straight over the small talk <laughs> and get right into the vulnerable sharing and, you know, depending, <laughs> depending on how people take that you know determines whether or not we could be friends (laughs) (laughs) I I, I'm when I get socially awkward I totally overcompensate but I just speak shit like nothing meaningful I'll just speak anything that comes off the top of my head which means a lot of (laughs) like just probably frustration wasted time but you did you went straight in and (laughs) I definitely appreciate that so who knows where this is going to go right now um I mean this was just meant to be a cash going like for real (laughs) like don't need to try and stop laughing how has 2021 been for you like how are you feeling right now I mean it's the end of November yeah. Of a pretty full-on year. Do you want to tell people, like, 
where you live and like should we tell people like who you are sure because um, that might give some context I think yeah so uh, I'm a business coach please don't hold that against me um, I'm also <laughs> not a traditional business coach no nah. I'm also a digital marketing trainer and I've been self-employed for 13 years which makes me happily unemployable hopefully for the rest <laughs> of my years um so I started my business in the middle of the global financial crisis. Good. And, yeah, as it, as, it, as it stands. And then the beginning of 2020, I had just turned down. I, I, I had this kind of work, like, signed off on with a particular client. It was about $18,000 worth of work. And uh, I just decided I'd taken a very sensible decision and thought, no, this is for the best. I shouldn't do this work. So I informed the client, no, thanks. I don't like $18,000. Thanks anyway. Um, and then, you know, the, the COVID happened and then I lost all my face-to-face training work as well because I train on behalf of various training institutes. Um, and other places, organisations, I train under my own banner as well. So um, 2020 just felt like a, a roller coaster of adrenaline and emotion and, you know, uh, excitement for want of a better word. Like it was really, really intense. And then 2021 feels like the party that's just dragged on too long, <laughs> like the sun's coming up and you can see the dirt under your fingernails and you can mm-hmm. see the drinks that are spilt everywhere and you just want to go home, you know, you just want to go to bed and you're like, oh, no, I've, I do have to keep turning up because <laughs> I, I run my own business and people are relying on me. Um, but, yeah, it has been very different from, from 2020. What do you think? Well, I guess because for us down here in Melbourne, because you're in Sydney, mm. so we had, it feels like two years of that for us. Like we had this moment last summer where we're like, oh, life and this is good and yeah. it wasn't long enough to not have what happened this year just feel like added something. Like I just feel like I've aged 10 years into <laughs> Yeah. Um, because yeah. it's a, it, it, like if you're thinking that you, the lights are coming up for you, I just, yeah, I mean, I just feel like that that times two, times 100. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I totally get that feeling. I feel like this at this end of the year we are feeling a little bit ragged Yeah. and yet we're having to kind of pull it all together and stuff's happening. I mean, mm. your kids are back at school. You've got two daughters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I mean, at the moment we're just managing um, lots of in and outs and lots of tests happening at school because it's in the school and it sort of feels like it's everywhere and my kids are just like, oh, so so you can't actually say that we're fine, we won't have COVID because we actually might have COVID. And so that's messing with their heads because, mm. you know, it's a whole new sort of level for them but how 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 about your kids like how's how's the fam look they're better this year I think last year was pretty intense um I had my my daughter has had anxiety for uh about I think coming up to three years now 
and um, it was it, it was inspired or it was provoked by my uh, sister-in-law dying unexpectedly, um, and she was fairly young. And so it's 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 been a long thing. It's been a lot, you know, a big deal and a, and a long uh, thing to kind of be helping her with. And so last year I was still sleeping on the floor of her bedroom, and I was um, she was in our bedroom, and we were transitioning her slowly out of you know having her in the bedroom with us, and it was like it was just not fun at all um, because, you know, having to go through really intense work days where I felt like every client was panicking and, every, you know, all my clients are business owners and so they're having to be strong and confident and, you know, put on a brave face with their clients and do all the, you know, do all the, um, you know, all of the emergency stuff that mm. people had to do um, last year. And then I'd go to sleep at night and I would not be in my own lovely bed. It would be on the floor. <laughs> it was just, it was not fun. So this year, I think they're a little bit better this year. Um, we've had a lot of homeschooling. We've done the lockdown. We've been locked down for about, I think there was about four months lockdown, which I know is... No, it's um, massive. It's massive. Oh, but yeah, no, it's I it really like I want to make it clear to anyone who's listening that I have a unbelievable partner and I take every opportunity to sing his praises because I don't ever want any woman to listen to me or watch me and go, oh, well, she's just some kind of superhuman mm. um, and I can't do what she does because there's absolutely no way in God's green earth I could do what I do without my partner um, picking up a hell of a lot of the slack, including the homeschooling. Mm. Uh, he, you know, he really kind of set the parameters and he's he's really um, good with the discipline. I'm the fun parent. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow, I wouldn't have got that. <laughs> <laughs> so they ask they come to me like can we have a sleepover can we have dessert can we watch a movie can we oh sure, yeah uh, yeah my partner's like resource is at 11 and you know and so I'd come downstairs from my home office at like 10 55 and I'd be getting myself a snack and I'd like do, do you want a snack girls and they're like oh we have to um wait till <laughs> wow Wow, that is so impressive. I know. I mean, I'm actually just impressed that they were still doing school at 11, to be honest. Um, my kids were done, you know. Weren't they? They just like, you kind of get a, you're like, why are you at school for six hours a day? What do they when, do? When clearly it can be knocked over so quickly. <laughs> I'm sure they ask themselves that question as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so, a few things on there. Um, I mean, that whole, I, I, obviously a lot of the people that I'm talking to and catching up to are kind of the people who are like space holders for the space holders mm. or, you know, when you are having to manage other people. I mean, I remember reading that article about um, psychologists who were like, we literally weren't trained mm. on mm. how to manage people going through a global pandemic while mm. we were going through it at the same time. And this is something that I've spoken to. I spoke to Lisa Carpenter about too, because it's like, where do you get it from? How yeah. do you, how do you recharge? Like what helps you be able to show up to work when you're feeling like you actually don't have much left in the tank, but you've got a 
bring something for your people? Yeah, um, great question. I have many and varied things that I do. I think sleep, I have to start and end with sleep. Um, I, I suffer from insomnia from time to time. I think it's hereditary. My my mother's a terrible sleeper. My partner is not a great sleeper either. And so every time he clears his throat at 3 a.m., um, all of a sudden, you know, I'm awake. Oh. <laughs> so I do a lot. Um, of things to try and calm myself down in the evening but also if I can tell I'm not going to sleep if I know I'm not going to sleep I won't hesitate to take a pill I will happily pop a pop a pill to get myself to sleep because absolutely definitely that sleep is worth so much more than any worry you know I might have that you know I'm dependent on the drug um, I think, you know, sleep is just ridiculously important. Um, exercise is also a huge one. If I could put my personal training through my business as a business expense, I think it's totally oh, warranted. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, it is. Yeah, absolutely. And she doubles as my therapist, poor woman. She has to listen to me blather on about, you know, everything. She knows all about my business. You know, she just gets gets it all. Every If I've got a new business strategy, I'm going to try something new. She hears about it first. Um, I actually and- loved hearing that you, the changes that you made to your exercise. I loved that. I mean, you come from like you're a yoga instructor, you come from that world and suddenly yeah. you felt like you needed something different. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And it, and it is so lifting radically different. Yeah, lifting goddamn weights like a goddamn superhuman. <laughs> just like how can you not feel fabulous about yourself when you've just like deadlifted 65, you know, kilograms? I'm like waving at everybody at the gym going, can, he- hello, can I get some, uh, can I get some clapping? <laughs> Are you noticing how amazing I am right now? <laughs> <laughs> Can everybody just admire this for a moment? See that shadowing? Oh, yeah. I'm feeling yeah. it from here through the screen. Oh, yeah. We work hard for these little, you know, these little tiny muscles. <laughs> <laughs> but it's how it makes you feel. And I just, I love it. Like at any moment we get to choose the type of movement yeah. that feels good to yeah. us. Yeah. And, it, and I just like that you just went from, yeah, downward dog to, like lift that yeah yeah heavy heavy weight yeah absolutely because I think you know the thing is that you got to keep experimenting like you got you can't rest on your laurels and especially when things go pear-shaped especially when you need all the help you can get don't just grab onto the stuff that used to work 10 years ago because it stops working it's you know different times in your life different things will be appropriate and things that used to work for a period no longer are as effective and Mm. um you know personally I've found it to be so radically different to everything else that I used to that I'd done to date I was not a joiner I was not an athletic person I was even though I've always been tall and everybody's always pushed me into sports I I can't stand sports I'm missing a sports enzyme it just (laughs) I don't get it. Um, You know, I left Sydney during the Sydney Olympics, went overseas. Um, You know, so it's it has the other thing that I've found super useful with the gym is it's challenged my identity. And I think that this is something that um, is particularly necessary or relevant to business um, business owners. You know, so many of us are trapped in our identities 
And I had told anyone who'd listened for, you know, 39 years that I was not a gym goer, I was not an exerciser, I didn't like to sweat, you know, I hated all of that rah-rah stuff, hated team sports. And then to, to actually, like, I didn't tell anyone that I went to the gym. I didn't tell anyone I had a personal wow. trainer. Yeah, like I, my personal trainer came to a party at my house and I told all my friends that they had to tell my mother it was just my gym buddy. Because I was like, my mother's going to judge me. Oh, my God. Like, this is going to be radical. Serious? <laughs> yes. I know it sounds silly. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's true. <laughs> Isn't that, I would not expect that from you. That you surprises me. You build an identity you around You build an stuff. identity. Yeah, an identity that, you know, for decades you've had this identity and, like, this is your armour, this is what you believe and this is who, what you tell everybody and then to go back and do something different. Like I, I appreciate now in a way that I don't think I did the, how radically tricky it is for a lot of business owners to even admit to friends and family that they run a business or to to say to themselves I could be good at this I think I like sales I think I'm enjoying talking about money you know to there's so many tricky elements to running your own business and I think that identity piece is a big one oh and I think I mean especially you know because you've worked with a lot of people in the space of oh that yoga or holistic health and things like that where it's not cool to charge no it's it's very so I love the work that you do helping helping especially well business owners actually get paid for the work that they're doing and build a business from it yeah you you actually have to have those hard conversations with yourself with Absolutely. There is so much shame and so much self-judgment, particularly for women and particularly for women in the helping healing Mm. professions Mm. that, you know, that they shouldn't charge, that they shouldn't talk about money, that they shouldn't be ambitious. They shouldn't want more than what they've currently got. They should be grateful. They should wait to be chosen. Like so much bullshit and baggage um, that is actively, you know, against your best interests and it takes um, a lot of, you know, so many things. It takes a lot of self-insight. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of confidence. It takes a lot of trial and error. It, it, you know, it can be an incredibly painful process to go through and come out the other side and, you know, you may well lose people. You may well lose friends. I've lost friends. Um, because, you know, it's too challenging for them. Because it challenges their sense of self. Yeah, it challenges them. And what's possible. And yeah. 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 I think, you know, we still, there's still some weird binary thinking about, you know, it has to be this way, it has to be that way. You're either kind or you're good at business. You're either generous or you're good at money. Like, you know, there's some really weird kind of all or nothing thinking, which I think is terribly simplistic and and untrue you know and not helpful not helpful not helpful and because I obviously I work with entrepreneurs too and business women and it's why mindset is like a huge huge part of it. it's why I went down mm-hmm. that path it was also why I started to see when I was working with people with whole foods like if, if you identify as someone who can never 
create a plan, if you identify as someone and like subconsciously you're a terrible eater and you've been a terrible eater, well, why would you like breaking that is where the work is? Because once you actually identify as someone who makes good choices, anything's possible. But as long as you hold on to that story of who you believe you are based on things that have happened in the past, shit that people have told you about you, all of that sort of stuff, then it's actually, it's it's almost impenetrable. That's why I do what I do. And I think that's why a huge part of the reason why you're successful is because you, you get that side of things and you can just lovingly call people on their bullshit, which Mm. is also a helpful thing to have in a friend. Um, So can you tell me then over the last you know, however, if you're saying that the end of 2021 is actually better than the end of 2020, what has changed for you? Like, what would you say you've learnt or shifted based on, you know, just what you've been through the last few years? Um, oh, look, so many things. I think that my ability to pick myself up has definitely gotten better. Um, As in know, resilience? Yeah, my resilience has definitely improved and I think that that's definitely progress. Like that is one of the things that I use to measure my progress is, you know, how quickly can I turn around a bad mood? Um, you know, having said all that, I don't think I've got it all sorted. I think that... Um, you know, 2020 made it really clear to me that I still have a big issue with boundaries. Um, I am way more sensitive than people tend to appreciate. Uh, look, I'm, I'm always going to go because, you know, even that, like even that, when I grew up, um, you're too sensitive was an insult. You know, this was something that I heard all the time, you know, oh, Brooke, you're so sensitive, you know, it's such a terrible thing. So, you know, I, I spent the next 20, 30 years building a, a, um, a, I don't know, armour. Yeah, armour around that. You know, I don't, nothing bothers me. I'm just a big mouth. I'm a smart ass. You know, I can take it, you know, and, and it, it works until it doesn't work. Um, and, you know, what I noticed in 2020 in particular is, you know, I'd be lying down to fall asleep at night on my daughter's floor on this goddamn horrible, uncomfortable mattress. And I just had my clients' voices in my head. It was like it was all this discombobulated um, people around me, like presence around me. And I had to work re- and I'd be lying there on the floor drawing like a golden a golden boundary around myself and going, you know, time to sleep now, Brooke, Mm. (laughs) time to hush those voices. But I could hear these, you know, these clients' voices in my head. And I think that's, um, you know, it's it's a huge big deal because it's tricky for people that are sensitive, it's tricky for people that are empathetic to create those boundaries and to create them in a way that works for all parties because I have in the past created sky-high boundaries that are super tall and super strong and I've kind of locked people out and I've put people off because I didn't know how to find that middle ground. I really didn't, you know, it's it's tricky to find that middle ground between going, well, what do I want when I'm in the presence of somebody whose energy I'm picking up on, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, you know, the, the worst is when somebody's really complimentary 
you know, and they're like, I want you, I need you, I need your services, I want your services, you're wonderful, I really want to work with you, and I just know it's not a bad idea. And it's really difficult in those moments to say, I think you'd be best served by somebody else, mm. um, you know, and I think that 2020, 2021, that's been a huge lesson in that for sure. That's um, a big one mm. because learning how to say no is massive, mm. but also learning how to, so for me, when I was listening to that, I was remembering a time where I was still living in Brisbane and, you know, I was felt like I was always on, Mm. Um, you know, that was back in the days of posting, you know, multiple times to, to Facebook, to keep in people's feet, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And I never felt like I was off. Yeah. And I was doing some, maybe I think it was theatre healing. And what we did around that was you know we created this image of like what does it feel like to be on she was saying and it was Mm -hmm. like literally on on a stage and she said well can you pull the curtains and can you kind of go backstage like just sometimes the the crowd can still be there Mm -hmm. but you pull the curtains and you can go backstage take breath you know and you get to decide how often you come on and that was really like it was so powerful I still remember it now and it completely changed this relationship that I had not the because I was getting pinged all the time in Facebook groups you know I had memberships I had all of that stuff happening and then I also had to show up on social media and it just never felt like there was a break and I mean I had three tiny like little kids and all the things and um and I still remember that now. Like I know it looks like I share a lot probably on social media, but that's me pulling the curtain mm. like meaningfully and mm. then I can close the curtain and I can go backstage. Mm. And that's sort of my version of creating boundaries mm. around um, like well, this is work time and this is not work time. And I definitely yeah. don't have the, the balance 100% right. But mm. I needed to get that, have that moment of clarity so mm. that I could live my life and then be a working person too. Does that, yeah. make, does that make sense? Like- oh, look, it totally makes sense. And, there's you know, there's so much that we could talk about here because I think for a lot of women there's so much. I, don't, I think personally you and I probably don't have issues with visibility, um, but I know that there's a lot of women that do for very real reasons, you know, because this is thousands of years of socialisation. This is women being burnt oh. at the stake. This is, you know, it was never, ever a good thing to be a woman in public unless, of course, you're a queen and there weren't that many of those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like if you were visible as a woman, you were well, probably yeah. about to be, you know, come to a gruesome ending but um you know there's there's also this strange thing i think where in in the last probably 10 years there's been this big move towards authenticity in marketing which is great i'm all for it it's you know values based and being vulnerable brene brown and blah 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 um but i think the the trap here is when some 
some people feel or interpret this that they need to share their traumas on the internet. And, you know, I think for a lot of women, especially um, people that have started their own businesses because they've been bullied, um, they've started their own businesses because they have chronic health conditions, they've started their own businesses because uh, you know, things aren't easy for them. You know, maybe maybe they maybe they just were overlooked over and over and over again. I know for um, older women, you know, a lot of pe- a lot of older women start their own businesses because of ageism, because they can't find a job, they can't mm-hmm. get promoted, or they can't get a job in the first place. They've taken time out, perhaps, in their career to have kids. Uh, and they're just being overlooked over and over and over again, and told if they're told anything, you know that they uh, they're overqualified for the position. They're like, please, I'll bloody photocopy, I'll do anything. So you you have that, and then you come into self employment, and all of a sudden you're expected. You know, you feel that you're expected to be on the internet, being visible and being authentic and sharing all this stuff. And it's like it's it's a recipe for disaster oftentimes, mm. you know, because it's like, well, what's what's vulnerable, what's appropriate, what's professional, what's not professional, what's authentic, what's inauthentic, um, you know, it's a really vexed, um, you know, issue, and and it causes, I know, it causes a lot of overthinking and a lot of angst for a lot of women. Yeah, yeah, and I started. <laughs> I started it all in a very, like, without knowing that I was going to go through <laughs> what I went through uh, and for a long time just didn't share any of that. It just became like this is who I am for the bit. And so, but I show up to social media, I'm always like, is this going to help someone? Is, mm. this, is, is, this, is this helpful to somebody else? Mm-hmm. And um, that's always kind of the lens in which I go through. Um mm. But yeah, look, I do, and and I often think about now, um, as life changed for so many people, just even the visibility that that must have happened. Because you and I do business, like we're used to jumping onto podcasts with yeah. other people, working from yeah. home op- offices, um, remote teams that yeah. we manage, like in all sorts of areas of the world, and that's our normal. But the yeah. the uh, I feel like the world the working world kind of went through this big shift that we we got used to I mean I started working Mm -hmm. for myself in 2009 before I even had kids Mm -hmm. and uh and there's also a a vulnerability and exposed kind of feeling I think that a lot of people have had having to turn up on video when they're not used to video um in their home kids in the background like can you imagine it must have been so full on and still ongoing because flexible work is I don't think there's going to be a change from that no and I thought I know anything about corporate life because I've never been in it but (laughs) yeah we'll say you know to be completely frank same same like the most corporate job I had was in PR and it wasn't really corporate you know it was small consultancy small (laughs) agency working with another small agency like I've never worked in one of those massive big you know high-rise buildings with pantyhose (laughs) wearing pantyhose imagine having to wear high heels no I cannot imagine I cannot imagine but yeah I mean it must be radically radically tricky and I you know and I think um you know I think there's a lot to be said for working through your uncomfortableness or at the very least treating your 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 discomfort with something as a 
as a curiosity rather than, oh, my God, this is terrible, I feel uncomfortable, I need to run away from this and numb myself with Netflix and ice cream. Um, You know, it's curious, isn't it? It's curious that we feel we can't show our children. You know, like I had that. I had that for years. I thought I don't want to be a mummy blogger. I don't want to be associated with being a mummy blogger. I don't want people to know I've got kids. And, you know, in retrospect, I think, gee whiz, that was really sad. Like what a sad fucking thing to think, you know. And the the truth of it was when my first baby was born in 2009, I had a handful of retainer clients that I talked to every single day and I didn't get a single goddamn bloody card. I didn't get a bunch of flowers. I didn't get anything. And I think you bunch of motherfuckers, you know. Yeah. (laughs) There's no way I would do that. You know, there is no way I would not do that. If someone's having their first baby and I'm talking to them every day of the week, you bloody better. I'm turning up with a double, triple layered chocolate cake and (laughs) I'm going to bloody, you know, I'm going to pay for your massage. I'll bring a cheese platter. Like forget about the baby. It's all about the feed the mother. Yes. Lots of calories. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> very hungry. I could remember thinking after I had our third and she sort of got to about one, like, shit, how am I going to promote this business with um, if I don't have any babies? Like what's that actually going to be? I just used to pawn my kids, my best, my best, <laughs> my best ads, and my best were always like kids going yeah in the background yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. because it was so relatable, and, so relatable, and so yeah. you know so vulnerable and so authentic and so real. You know, and- oh, people still remember. It's the yeah. that's what people remember. It's our yeah. humanness, and yeah. I actually do think that you know what COVID has done, like our humanness has been more on show. Like we've had to talk about things feeling really hard. Like it's not as though we all weren't experiencing some level of difficulty. Hmm. Like who sailed through this bullshit? Hmm. I don't know anyone. And I mean, I'm now seeing down here in Melbourne, it's actually fascinating. Just Just in this last week, I have seen... I've heard about friends who have autoimmune conditions kicking off for the first time ever. Um, you know, the, their bodies are starting to show signs. They're doing stuff with their kids that, they, that they've never done before, um, like in terms of reacting to them. It's like we've held on, held on, held on, held on, mm-hmm. and now it's like <sighs> yeah, we're kind of breathing out, but we don't really, we shouldn't really properly because like mm-hmm. a friend just popped around something just before and she's like, everyone's organizing holidays and stuff for next year, but I'm still like, I'm not organizing anything because just too many of it was too much has been cancelled. And mm-hmm. like none of us in Melbourne really actually believe that 2022 is on and it's going to stay <laughs> on. Like we are traumatized by all yeah. of these. And, yeah. But now our bodies are like, we wanna, we wanna kind of chill, but we're still holding on a little bit. And now like health mm-hmm. issues, like mm-hmm. physical health issues are starting to come out for people. It's yeah. actually really fascinating. Yeah, I know, and that's how stress works, right? I mean, this is, you know, you, you tend to be able to put up with a hell of a lot in the moment and then it yeah. needs to come out come somehow. Out. Yeah, and it's it's starting to come out, I yeah. reckon. I don't know, is the same thing happening in Sydney? Like are people, are people normal? 
<laughs> no, I don't think I don't think this year has been one of the trickiest years in business, really. Like it hasn't been smooth sailing. Last year there was a lot of adrenaline, a lot of cash. Mm. People had money from the government. You know, they had grants and loans and all kinds of stuff. And they were keen, you know, a, a lot of people realised they needed to do something and so they were investing in training. I was really, mm. really busy. I was getting a lot of work through, you know, Google and other places. And this year feels like everybody's sitting and waiting and mm. they're like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like what's going to happen? It, like there's a there's this real caution um, and this conservatism of like we can't make plans because you know what could happen next, and then you know we've had a pretty underwhelming government who who has succeeded despite themselves in relation to the handling of COVID. So you know it's it's not a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> Thinking, yeah. Well, who am I supposed to vote for? Because mm. you know neither of them look great. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, if I passed Anthony Albanese in the street, I don't mm. know if I'd recognise him. Like, he, he never really talks up or makes himself known, really. It's like, and Morrison, sorry, I don't know if we're supposed to be talking about politics. I can't help oh, look, As I said, I don't know where this is going to go, but go, share your views. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, and but then I think, well, we had Trump, didn't we? Like, in the middle of bloody, you know, COVID last year, we had that we had Trump, we had Black Lives Matter, we had riots in the streets, yep. you know, in London and, and New York. Like, you know, there was so much weird and wacky shit going on last year. And this year, yeah, like I said, it's just so different. It's like a, you know, it's like a funeral. It's like a waiting room. Where stagnant. Like, it's a stagnant mm, energy. Mm, yeah. Mm. I totally, I totally agree because the energy ran out. Mm, mm. <laughs> Yeah. I'm I'm done here. I mean, I really, I really, yeah, I was going to get blood tests and all this stuff. I'm calling my doctor. What what are the results? It's like, look, it's all actually looking good. There's something wrong. There's got to be something wrong. Maybe Lisa, you're just tired. Maybe you are. Yeah. And maybe that one weekend you had in and out of bed might not be enough to kind of bloody hell. Yeah, I'm, but, yeah. But, but life's happening now and I want to be there for it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like an existential crisis, not an existential crisis, an existential tiredness. 2021 was the existential crisis and 2020, <laughs> sorry, 2020 was the existential crisis. 2021 is like existential tiredness where it doesn't matter how much you sleep and it doesn't matter how much you know you have lovely healthy meals and you know you go on bushwalks and look meaningfully at your children like you're just <laughs> bone tired you know you're like yeah I'm done yeah with well so tell me because I've got to go in a few minutes to pick up the kids from school tell me what what about 2022 like what are you feeling or are you just not even there yet in your head you're just limping to the finish line of 2021. What's no look the having, vibe? Having said all of that, I am now going to be annoying and tell you that I am feeling very creative lately. Yes. And Same. I'm yeah, yeah. Yes, it's come back. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have like I felt incredibly frustrated this year because you know there's been innumerable times where I just feel like I'm giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and I'm not getting, you know, and, and part of that is my own fault for sure. 
Um, but I've just gone to this point where I'm like, I'm sick of double guessing all the good ideas because I'm great at coming up with 10 ideas before breakfast and then I talk myself out of them and I say it's not on brand, it's not strategic, what's the point of this? But advice that I give to my clients all the time is uh, you owe it to yourself to follow your curiosity and you can't know the end goal. You can't know where it's going to end up, where you're going to end up, but you owe it to yourself if it's been squatting in your brain to at least give it a go because what have you got to lose? Give it a go and at least you can say, I've done that tick, it's out of my brain and I can move on to other things. So I'm I'm taking my own advice right now and I'm doing that. I'm creating uh, training, I'm creating lead magnets, uh, freebie trainings, and I'm like, I'm just going to do it because I want to do it because I've been thinking about it and, you know, and it's fun. And I'm, But when you need to get energised and when, and when you're trying to get your groove back, you have to follow what feels good. It's mm. never, ever mm. going to work mm. when it's like, oh, I've got to get this done. Yeah. It, like when you're running your own show, it just, mm. you can't, it will just never work. It's no. the wrong energy. And I'm I'm a bit the same. Like what do we, what do I really want to do next year is the question that I've been sitting with myself and that my yeah. team really need me to answer. And so we've come up with this plan that feels really, really fun and expensive yeah. and yeah. you know trying something brand new like something different is going to come into the fold and it just feels like it just lights me up I need to be creating like yeah. I can't just be doing the one thing all the time it's just never going to be how I roll no no Even although that might be effective business yeah. strategy it's not effective Lisa strategy and so some and so I'm just glad that I just feel like I've got the juices flowing again to be able to get in that zone because I just think I was just like just keep going just keep going just get this done just come on like <laughs> I, I feel so good look at me I'm doing really well because I get out for 15 minutes each morning before home learning starts at eight o'clock so I, I just walked to go and get my coffee and there were two songs that I'd listen to there and two different songs that I would listen to back and I'd be like yep we're in the mindset but really I was just fucking Going through the motions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's not that's not vibey. That's just survivey. And yeah. and yeah. so now I'm just yeah, that's why I'm like, let's just see out the podcast with having conversations with people who I really like. So thank you, Brooke, for reaching out and putting no your hand up. Um, no worries. I think it's, you know, it's a really good point to finish on is that like, you know, joy should be a KPI. And looking after your mood, even though it seems silly and frivolous and doesn't really make sense when you're kind of in that hustle mode of, oh, my God, I need more clients, um, it's always a good move. If you look after yourself first and foremost, it will be reflected in your business. In everything. Mm. Look at, think about your relationships. Mm. They thrive mm. when mm. you're thriving. Yeah. And your parenting is yeah. easier when you're feeling good in yourself. Literally everything. I just don't, I'm like, you say it might feel frivolous. It's literally everything that I do is trying to convince women like, actually, you matter. Actually, you need to prioritize your own stuff. Yeah. Actually, like, you're the silver bullet. Stop looking around. Just focus all that energy on yourself for a little bit and see yeah. what changes around. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. I'm so glad we ended on that note. <laughs> Thanks for talking to me, Brooke. Thanks for having me. Expect your random phone call sometime. Probably a really awkward time where I'm like, it's Christmas Eve. Why is Brooke calling? 
hang on a minute. Sorry, guys, I've just got to, is everything all right? Yeah, I just wanted to chat. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> You're awesome. You're welcome, Lisa. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Hey, if you're enjoying the conversation, then it would mean the world to me if you head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review. It really makes a difference and it's my intention to get as many of us involved in real conversations that really change the game as possible. Thanks so much for your help and I'll see you in the next episode. 